Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We're going to ask those of you that are on mute or whatever, this is being recorded. Just in case you can't keep up with the scriptures and stuff, it is recorded. And Tammy, if you let her know, we'll see that you get a recording of it. We're going to ask Angel if she would just open us up in prayer. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you once again, as humble as we know how. Thanking and praising you for bringing us to this day, a day in which we have never seen Mm -hmm. before, a day in which we shall rejoice and be glad in it. But we thank you for this first Saturday's Women's Fellowship, Lord, as we do this teaching online, that you open up our hearts and minds and ears to what you would have us to receive in the name of Jesus. We ask that you bless um, Evangelist Jordan as she brings it to us and breaks it down to us, Lord, that we may be able to eat at your table, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. How are we today? Beautiful. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. Amen to everyone. Amen. Um, as you all know, this is all new to me again, once again, in doing this. I'm I'm usually face to face, but God is bringing me out of my shelter zone, and I thank God. Amen. Amen. Now, we're journeying with the women of the Bible where we can learn and find ourselves. And mostly and most of all, we know that if to become a woman of the word, the word will find us where we are, the good and the bad and the ugly. So in this season, we're journeying not with those that were written so much with the starlight backgrounding and those things that we know that God desires of us. But those things that God desires of us, we must get rid of that which is old and come into the new. And we know so much about Elizabeth, and we know so much about Mary, and we know so much about all of the heroines of the word. But there's a time when we have to get down dirty and roll up our sleeves and find ourselves where we are Mm -hmm. so that we can come out of those hidden bondages that we stay in. Thank you, Jesus. And we, we learn from those girls that they call the bad girls or the naughty girls or the not-so-nice girls, the girls that you usually don't hear preached over the pulpit. Hmm. So we take this opportunity to let God have us in this season to journey with those girls that are those women that a lot of times that aren't, they're talked about, but they don't want to stay there because they have a stench on them. But less do we know that there's a stench on us as well. And until we recognize where we are and find those hidden things that we keep suppressed and that can release us and allow us to worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. And on this morning, we're going to journey to the book of Judges. Amen? 
and we're going to talk a little bit, as the Lord would allow, on Samson and Delilah. Mm. And we have to we have to use Samson because Samson is the start of Delilah. Amen. We all have our beginnings with someone, and to find out about this woman Delilah, we, we hear about with her that she was a person that God used in his scheme of things, if we look at her rightly so in the spirit. Amen? And we're going to give a little backdrop of, of Samson in order to bring us to the future, what we're looking for and what we need to see. And if there was anything to be titled here, just ask yourself a question. Am I a seducer? Mm-hmm. Am I a seductress? Do I use my feminine, my femininity to get what I want? Mm-hmm. So when you think about that and ponder on a moment, you can kind of see where this lady, this woman, was a seductress. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, that you continue to bless this moment of time that you would bless this service, Lord. Allow me to decrease, God, that you would increase, that this teaching today, God, would illuminate someone somewhere that we find ourselves, that even if there was a small schism that wasn't like you, that today, God, that we give birth to it and reject it and remove it from our lives and move one step closer to you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Oh, and speaking about Samson, Samson was a strong man. Samson, at his birthright, uh, he himself was a Nazarite. And he himself was born from the womb for God's service. And in being in God's service, we all know that God has to place us where we need to be. Are you with me, women? that he allows us to be who we are in him. And we find this man, Samson, is a mighty man, found in Judges, and he was a judge. And from his mother's womb, he was given this right. And the Bible teaches us and it shows us in Judges, excuse me, uh, excuse me, we can go back to chapter 13, where it all begins when he was born. But I don't want to tarry there too long. I just want you to know that he was a Nazarite. And with that came a vow. And with that vow, you can find those vows for later for your encouragement in Numbers chapter 6. And you will find out what that vow was. And to bring you to speed, it was not to touch any unclean unclean thing. And that stood out in my spirit that this man that God was using with this mighty strength, that we find that his strength was said in the word in his hair. But this man had a life that was so shaky, so shady, if I could say. He had a marriage. He married a woman that his parents told him and begged him, don't marry. She's not of us. But he did it anyway. 
and in spite of what his parents told him not to do. And again, his his downfall began. He went against God and he married a woman. And this woman that he married, boy, she was something else. But he said that he loved her. And in loving her, something happened. She was a woman that seemed like she had to have a needy. She was kind of like the needy kind. You ladies know what it means to be needy. You know, you need to be... You need to be encouraged. You need to be stroked. You need to be. So this first wife that he had, she was needy. And just think, when he first married, when he married her, what happened was that she thought, oh, he doesn't love me. And it was really not true. But yet she took that and she scattered that about. Mm-hmm. Her father believed it. And what happened was Samson's best friend wound up getting his ride. And oh. Samson got angry. And Samson got mad. And boy, did he show off. And he went and he killed the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And he took and he brought them low. But to no avail, what did he gain? After he did all of this and his brute strength and did what he did, he went over to Gaza. And I'm making this journey short because I really don't want to linger on him. I need to get to where we need to be. Is that all right? That's all right. (laughs) Went to this woman in Gaza and had a one-night stand. She was a prostitute, had no meaning, no nothing. And he had his one-night stand. Mm -hmm. And as he had his one-night stand, he touched things that were unclean. He, he drank of the vine. He ate honey. He did all these other things that he wasn't to do. Scoop honey out of a carcass. Then he journeyed down to the valley. And behold, we will find ourselves down to... Judges chapter 16. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going to take the full text and the full meaning of what it is. Is that all right? Amen. And when it came down to this time frame for uh, the mighty man Samson, who had the long hair, now imagine this guy, beefsteak, however you want to call him, eye candy. <laughs> It said in here he had long hair, and every time he went to do his feet, he would go outside, and he would shake his locks. In other words, he would shake his locks, untangle them, and, you know, prep and prime them to go into battle and do what he had to do. And I take it that he looked in a mirror and looked at himself and said, boy, don't I look good. All right. <laughs> I look good. Look at my hair and shook his head yeah. and back. And if you read and if you go into the words, you will find that, his hair had never been, his head had never been shaven because this was a right of a Nazarite, of a Nazarite. You were not to have your hair shaven. No razor is to touch your head. And boy, when he looked in that mirror and he seen himself, hoo, 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 
he thought he was hot stuff. Yes, yes. Oh, he did this as he always did and went down to the valley. And when he went down to the valley is where we're going to pick it up. And he went to the valley and he saw a woman. And this woman's name was Delilah. Delilah, Delilah. Delilah means weak. Delilah means soft. Delilah can mean without caring. This woman had all types of things upon her. Uh It carried all types of things. Do you know anyone named Delilah? (laughs) Have you seen anyone captured the name Delilah anywhere in the 66 books that we read? (laughs) But we see many Marys, and we see all these other names, Elizabeth. Yes, yes. yes. These other names that are repeated in, in the history. But no one has taken the name of Delilah. All right. I've never met a Delilah in my in my lifetime. A woman was named Delilah. Imagine that. No one was ever named after her. Jesus. Delilah, 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 and it has that kind of ring to the name. You know, it sounds like it would be a flower or something that looked pretty, or or something that was delicate. But she was a viper. And he went down in the valley. And if you would, journey with me to Judges chapter 16. And as we look here, we find that Samson went to Gaza, and he saw there the harlot, and he had met the harlot. And Samson came hither. And what happened that night, what happened with this is that, let's back up a little bit. Now, you have this this woman, this woman Delilah, this woman Delilah. She was very cunning. Uh, you could say she was slick. I would say that she had, like, the words that could, like, flaunt any man who was weak, that was weak. It had to be a weak man, but she took this strong man and brought him low. Now, just imagine if he was a strong man and she was able to take him low with her conniving, with her words, with her sensuality, what would she have done with a weak man? Imagine what would have happened. But here we find her with this strong man. And with this strong man, the plot begins, and it begins to thicken, and we find out here that this woman, she lived in the valley, and in the valley is where basically the Palestinians were. And she lived with the Palestinians around about in that area. And we know that the Palestinians were more or less pagans. We know how they lived. The Philistines, excuse me, we knew that they were pagans. We knew how these Philistines lived. And she was around them. And these men visited her often. 
Now, who are we keeping company with that we shouldn't really have visitation with? Who do we have in our lives that we really shouldn't be dealing with on a close, up-close personal basis? Have we formed friendships with people that we really shouldn't have friendships with? Amen. That we share things with, that we call our confidants? Are we checking those people that we are around? And it's very important who we confide in. Amen? Amen. I know some women there, they they round themselves with so many friends, so many women, and they confide in them. They tell them everything that goes on in their household. For what reason? For what reason? It's your household. Why are you giving up all the information? Why are you giving up all the goods? Amen? But here we find this Samson and this Delilah. And the one thing about her was that she was very cunning. And if you will, is everyone, does everyone have a Bible in front of them, or are they familiar with the story? Amen. They just can't answer because they're on mute. On mute. Amen. But they had their Bibles. Amen. But it came to pass. I'm going to journey back to Judges 14. Uh, let's see. Do we want to use 14 or do we want to linger there? We're going to journey down to 15 where Samson, he kills many enemies. And he warred and he warred. And then the Philistines said, who has done this to us? And what was happening that Samson had killed many of the Philistines. And the reason why Samson had killed the Philistines was because they had killed the woman he was to betroth. And so the Philistines wanted to know who was this that did this to them. Now shall I be more blameless? Now we're going to chapter 15. But it came to pass within a while after in the time of the wheat harvest that Samson visited what they said his wife with a kid. And he said, I will go into my wife into the chamber, but her father would not suffer him to go in. And her father said, I verily thought that thou hast utterly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to thy companion. It is not her younger is not her younger sister, Sarah, than she. Take her, I pray, thee instead of her. And Samson said concerning them, Now shall I be more blameless than the Philistines, though I do them a displeasure. And Samson went and caught three hundred foxes, and took firebrands, and turned tail to tail, and put a firebrand in the midst between the two tails. And when he had set the brands on fire, he let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines and burnt up both the shocks and also the standing corn with the vineyards and olives. Then the Philistines said, Who has done this? And they answered, Samson, the son-in-law of the Tenemites because he had taken his wife and given her to his companion. And the Philistines came up and burnt her and 
her father with fire. And what happened here in this in these passages just is more or less how Samson's anger began to grow. And it grew and it grew and it grew. And just imagine he lost his wife to his best friend. And this is why he tore up the enemy, the Philistines. And journeying further in this verse, in this chapter, we found that soon Delilah will come on the rise. And so then we're going to go down to, let's see, verse 9 in chapter 15. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. And the men of Judah said, why are ye come up against us? And they answered, excuse me, to bind Samson, are we come up, to do to him as he hath done to us. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock of Edom and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us, which is this that thou hast done unto us? In other words, here we find that what Samson had done to the Philistines, they had ruled, excuse me, over Israel at that time. And they got fretful and they were scared. And he said unto them, as they did unto me, so I done unto them. And they said unto him, we are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that ye will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into the hand. But surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, excuse me, the Philistines, shouted against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon him, upon his arms, they became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his hands loosed, and his hand and took it. Slew a thousand men therein. And Samson said, with the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jaw of an ass, have I slain a thousand men? And it came to pass, when he had made end of speaking, that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called the place Lehi. And he was sore against, excuse me, he was sore thirst, and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given me this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of of the uncircumcised, but God clave and hollowed place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore he called the name thereof in Harkakor, which in Lehi unto this day. And he cha- excuse me, and he judged. Israel in the days of the Philistines twenty years. Chapter sixteen is where we get where we're going to, and this we needed that backdrop to understand where Samson was. Mm. 
Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there a harlot and went into her and it was, excuse me, and it was told that the Gazites saying, Samson has come hither. And they compassed him in and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city and were quiet and all the night saying in the morning when it is day, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight and arose at midnight. And he took the doors of the gate of the city. And the two points, excuse me, and the two posts went away with them that all and put them upon his shoulders and carried them up to the top in a hill that is before Hebron. Now this is setting up for when he sees Delilah and he she enters in. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. And it came to pass afterwards that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and mm-hmm. said unto her, Entice him and see wherein his great strength lie, and by what means we may prevail him prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. Now that's the setup. This is the this is the setup. We see what's going on here. They went to this woman named Delilah that lived in the valley and told her, we would give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Now, who do you think of that wanted money that took silver that comes to pass? Judas. He took that silver. He took that silver to do what? To set up our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And here we see Delilah, the Judas of the Old Testament, setting up to do homage unto Samson. Isn't it a wonder how we as women, what we hunger after, what we thirst after, those things that we lust after, I myself, I fall into that into that position. How many pocketbooks I have? How many pairs of shoes? Oh, Lord. These things that we have that we put in front of God, we don't realize it at the time, but, oh, that's a pretty blue. Yes. Oh, that would go with my blue dress. But not knowing that that one blue pocketbook would go with maybe ten blue dresses you have. But those blue dresses are in different hues. So you have to have a blue blue pocketbook (laughs) of sky blue. You might have to have sky blue shoes. You might want to have a sky blue hat. But oh, now boy. we move over to navy blue. So we got to have a navy blue purse and a navy blue hat and navy right. blue shoes. Are y'all with me? Amen. All right. So in that same motion, we look at those things that we desire. And Delilah knew she had her own house. If you go back and you read more in that, from the story of Samson and where he saw her at, but she had her own house. 
So that meant that she had money from somewhere. But being that she was a woman who could flirt and who could show herself and was so pretty, and she didn't really have to be that pretty. Mm-hmm. That's how she just knew how to use what she had. That's it. Philistines knew that this woman, she had a way with words, she had a way with her walk, she had a way with her talk, that she could get anything out of any man. What do you use your talk and your walk and your ways to do? Who have you seduced and who are you seducing? Amen? Amen. We have to look at ourselves and see and say, well, Dad, I never thought that I was, I thought I was always dressing for myself. And I'm not saying that we're not supposed to dress good. But if we look at the world today, all the finery now is used for the wrong reasons. Women today go out and they don't even care what they wear. They show everything there is to show. Mm-hmm. And I had that kind of feeling about Delilah that she wasn't exactly wearing, uh, you know, the most uh, long thing to cover up everything. I'm quite sure she had a lot of see-through stuff going on for her. You see what I'm saying? And and, and when we look at this and we say, well, dang, I never thought seduce. How would I seduce somebody? How would I become seduced? How would I become a seductress? She was just like Jezebel, but only she wasn't as strong as Jezebel, but she was working her way up, and she saw the money. And at that time, that much silver, oh, she was set. She seen that as being set. And listen, she had confidence in what she could do because she accepted the offer. She accepted this offer that they were going to come and give her. These Philistines were using her as a pawn, but she didn't even realize it. And is the enemy using you as a pawn? Is he using us as pawns to set us up? Come on Into a trap? Jesus. To set him up for a fall? Thank you, Jesus. Do we take and find ourselves where we sit down and we talk and we run our mouths and we chatter? Because, you know, women, we like to talk. We like mm-hmm. to talk. But we forget about loose lips sink ships. <laughs> we talk about any and everything. And sometimes we lose ourselves in our talking, but yet and still we have a plot in mind what we want to do. So we use, what, a God-given talent, and we let the enemy use it for the vibes to bring somebody down, not to build somebody up. Amen. Amen? So we find this woman, Delilah, getting ready to walk into her fame, her 30 minutes of fame. And what she does then when the Philistines come to her and make her an offer. Now, mind you, this man of God, Samson was a man of God. He was a leader. And the Holy Spirit has taken me another way. 
in this as well. He was a leader, and many of us women are leaders in the church, and we have to be mindful that God has has given us to the church as leadership, and as leadership, as leadership, we are to lead. Mm. And in our leading, we have to be led and be led by the Holy Spirit so that we don't use our cunning words and, mm-hmm. and those words of praise that we give to pe- people wrongly, that we're not setting them up for a fall. Be careful of the language that we use. Be careful of the way we carry ourselves. Be mindful of how we carry ourselves. Amen. Amen. We can take a strong lesson from this woman, Delilah, because this woman here, she was persistent when she was faced with uh, obstacles. Mm-hmm. She was a person that valued money more than relationships. She betrayed a man who trusted her. And who have you betrayed? Who have we betrayed? Mm-hmm. One in confidence, that someone took us in confidence and spoke something to us, and then we spread it out, and it became gossip. Oh, Destroyed. Who have we destroyed? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And we, need, we really, really need to be careful to place our trust only in people who are trustworthy. Amen. Amen. You know how the Bible teaches us, <coughs> excuse me, cast not your pearls before filthy swine. We need to understand who is filthy swine and who is not in the casting of our pearls. Amen? Amen. And we look further at Delilah, and we see how the story goes. Now, when it came to this thing about them making this deal, she went in. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll go back to verse 4 in Judges chapter 16. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorak, mm-hmm. whose name was Delilah. And the lords of, Philistine, of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him. Just imagine, they just came up to her and said, Entice him. And the thing that I found amazing about this woman, Delilah, she had no background. They gave no history of her where she came from, except for she lived in the valley. Yes, that's right. She just lived in the valley amongst the Philistines. And they knew what to use her for, and they said, entice him and see where his great strength lies. And by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him and afflict him, and we will give thee, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. Who are we trying to bind up? Are we bound up? Who's trying to take our strength? Or what do we do with the strength that we have? Mm -hmm. Do we become egotistical like Samson? And that was part of Samson's problem. He was egotistical. Or do we use it like Delilah? Because she was sure in what she knew what to do. Mm -hmm. And as we go further and we look, 
And Delilah said to Samson, and this is verse 6, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy, excuse me, great strength liest, and wherewith thou mightiest be bound to afflict thee. Now she's going to go in and just ask him. She didn't, she was straight up. I want to know what it is, how you do it, and tell me. She went straight to it. She didn't whine and dine him. It doesn't say here anything about her whining and dining. She just went in with herself. And evidently her looks told the story. And she was straightforward and went in. And she cut to the chase. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven, keep this in your mind, seven, green, excuse me, green with that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as any other man. Then the lords of the Philistines, they got together, and we were never dried. These things were never dried, and then he would become weak. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green whisks, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait. Now, she set him up so cool that they were in the chamber with him. He made, look at that. The enemy is right there in the house. Amen. In the house, the enemy is there. Talk about it. Help. In the church today, the enemy is in the house. Amen. Come on. Within. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Some of us bring him in. Jesus. Wow. Some of us bring him in. We left home with some some stuff, and we brought mm-hmm. that in. And now we've exposed all of our stuff to everybody else. Help me, Lord. Mm-hmm. This is what Delilah did. She set him up. Mm-hmm. And she brought all these other spirits, and I'm going into the spirit world with her, all her stuff. They were like-minded. They were familiar. You see what I'm saying? And she mm-hmm. came in and she did just as Samson said, said, and bound him and in that. And just, just look how weak he had became. Look how we are sometimes in church, how we are in ministry. We become weak, and we just mm-hmm. accept those things that happen around us. Mm-hmm. And here he did the same thing. And she had the audacity to say, abiding with her in the chamber, and she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, and Samson, upon thee, Samson. And he broke through the, the whisk as a thread of choke is broken. And when he touched the fire, when, when it touches the fire, so his strength was not known. So she didn't find out anything. So she didn't, she didn't find out what she wanted. And so when we don't find out what we want and the enemy doesn't find out what he wants and how he, how he wants to abuse us and we don't do what he wants us to do because we're trusting God, but we put everything else in front of God. And the liar then comes up in us and said unto Samson, 
Behold, thou hast mocked me and hast made me a lie, a liar. Now tell me, I pray thee, where was thou mightiest be found? In other words, who's your strength? Uh-huh. I want to know where your strength is. Thank you, Jesus. I want to know what this is that you have, this anointing that you have. I want to know what you have. I want to know where it comes from, but I want this for myself. I don't want it for you. I want it for my friends and I. See, this goes on in the church day to day, Sunday after Sunday. There's a spirit that that lingers in the church. And being women of God, we are receivers. And we have to be careful of what we receive. Mm. Amen. Are you following following me with this? Amen. She goes further, and Delilah came unto Samson, and behold, she was upset. You made a mockery out, out of me. Isn't that what the enemy will do, make a fool out of you? But see, she was cunning in what she did. It was the enemy speaking to him, telling him, you made a mockery out of me. She flipped the script and put it on him, and he fell for it. This was a man of God, y'all. This was a mighty man of God. Amen? And we always thought that it was in his hair, but we're going to find out something about this golden hair that he had. I don't know if it was golden or what color it was. Amen? Then it went further. She taunted him. And she said unto her, unto the Philistines, be upon thee. And Samson arose, and he break it. He broke what happened. And he said unto her, and Delilah, excuse me, said unto Samson, behold, uh, thou hast mocked me. These new ropes, these new ropes, it didn't work. Then shall I be weak, and he, excuse me, and be another man. In other words, he would be weak as another man, as any other strange, any other man. And Delilah, therefore, took new ropes and bound him. She listened to everything he said. Now, she's a good listener. Are we good listeners? Good listeners listening to the Spirit of the Lord to be doers of his word. Amen? Amen. Amen. And therewith and said unto him, the Philistines here again. Now she set another death trap. And here he is. She's going again, seducing him, and went on and said, Now she's in the camp. The Philistines are there in the camp. And she's calling them out and saying, Samson, mm, wake up, wake up. The Philistines are here, they're upon you. <laughs> now, how, how, how stupid and weak minded has she brought this man? With a seducing spirit, she had already gained his strength because he fell into her trap, just like we fall into the trap that the enemy sets for us and uses us to be seductive, amen, to use all these nice, soft words to get what we want, whether it's wrong or right, amen. And here Delilah therefore took new ropes, and she bound him therewith, and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee. And there they were. And in that he woke up, 
abiding in the chamber, and he broke him from all of his arms, like it was a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hereto thou hast, hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou might be bound. Now, this woman is very persistent. This shows us how persistent the enemy is and how persistent the enemy will use us. You see what I'm saying? He, he, she was working him, in other words. She was working him to the best of her ability because she saw that money. And if you follow that money, the love, the love of money is what? Okay, the that money is the root of evil is what? The love of money is the root. Is the root of all evil. The love. And she loved the money. Mm-hmm. About Samson. But she knew she had this gift, and this gift was used to to what? To seduce. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know anything else. All she knew that she was she could use what she had. She shook her money maker and made her money maker work. That's exactly what she did. And Samson was so foolish that he fell for it not one time, not two times, but three times. Amen? And he said unto her, If thou uh, weavest seven. Now here we find the seven again. And what is the sign of seven? Seven is new beginnings, correct? Sign, sign, seven is a sign of completeness. And when we look at this completeness, he says, and he said unto her, and this is in, we're looking at verse 13, 14, and come on down. And he said unto her, if thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web, and she fastened it with the pen, and said unto him, the first things are upon thee, Samson. And he awakened out of his sleep and went away with the pen of the beam and with the web. And she said unto him, How canst thou say, I love thee? In other words, what she's saying, How can you say that you love me? In thine heart is not with me. Thou hast mocked me again three times and hast not told me where your great strength lie. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he finally gave in and told her all his heart. Now this shows you how the enemy of our souls will not give up. And here the enemy used this woman affects this man of God. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And how many times, women, those of us that are married, you vexed your spouse. You vexed him sore. You came up crying. You came up pouting. You want to have your way. You fight and you fight and you fight and you fight and you you just keep at it. You just keep nagging, 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 nagging. I thought we was going to get this. Nagging, nagging, nagging. Didn't I tell you to fix that pipe? Nagging, nagging, nagging. How many times have we vexed our spouses? 
And those of you that are single, how many times have you used your good nature, as they say, even still you cry those, those crocodile tears and want to get your way? And the enemy is using you to set up somebody or even for you to be used to get what you want. And that's all you want is what you want. And that's being very selfish. Amen? Amen. And then we come to the close here. We look at this thing that we're going to talk about here. He vexed her so, she vexed him so hard that he gave up what he should have never gave up. And he told her, my head, if you shave off my hair, I will lose my strength and I'll become as any other man. And he confessed to her and he gave up the tapes. And Samson came to a great demise. And the Philistines captured him. And when they captured him, Delilah told him and said, he showed me his heart. He showed me everything. And they brought the money in their hand, and she made him sleep. And this is the part that we always look at. We look at this part. It says here that she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said to the Philistines, Be upon thee, Samson. And he, excuse me, and he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as any other as in any other times before before and shake myself. Mm-hmm. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. He didn't even know that the Lord had departed from him. And this is how a seducing spirit can come upon us and how we can be used by the enemy. And those that we have approached, we trip them up and never think about it and go on our way. And we find that this woman, Delilah, did exactly that. She gained what she wanted to do. She tore this man down and turned him over to the Philistines. And to these Philistines, what she did is she destroyed him. But the one thing that we, that we know about God, that our God, our loving God, is that he is there, but he took his gift away from Samson. And we don't want God to take our gifts away from us. So therefore, we don't want the enemy to use us. Women of God, don't allow the enemy to use you to become the fall of someone else for your own gain. And we find that what happened with Samson, what Delilah did to Samson, is what the enemy will do to us if we allow ourselves to be used by the enemy. 
if we become like the seductress, we will become like Samson and what will happen with us. And he'll make a mockery out of us. Just as the Philistines made a mockery out of Samson, they blinded him. They put him on parade. He was a mess. But in his mess, he knew how to turn back to God. And he asked God this one thing, which I find so startling in this. The lords of Philistine, and I'm closing. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together, excuse me, for to offer a great sacrifice unto their God, Dagon, and to rejoice, for they said, Our God, little G, has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, little G, for they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And came to pass, when their, when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may be made sport of. In other words, that he, that he be made a mockery of, that he be put before the people. And that's what the enemy will do after we seduce someone and set them up for a trap. And he'll put us out there as a mockery. But the one thing about God is that God is merciful in his love for us. And I'm going to skip down to verse 28. And Samson called upon the, called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me. i stop right there. Can you think about the man that was on the cross, the thief that was on the cross, and said, remember me? When you get, when you get to your kingdom, remember me. And here we find Samson, and Samson called unto the Lord and said, O God, O Lord God, remember me. I pray thee and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I might be, excuse me, I might be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was built. Excuse me, and which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand, and of the other with his left. And Samson said, "Let me die with the Philistines." And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people. Excuse me, that were there. So the dead which he slew, excuse me, at this death. At his death, were more than they which he slew in his whole life. So all those Philistines that God allowed him to use to destroy, that had ruled over, <coughs> excuse me, that had ruled over Israel, he killed more of them at that time for God to get the glory out of his life in death. Then his brethren and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Esau in the excuse me, in the bury in the burying place of Mana of Manoah, his father. And he judged Israel it's just twenty years. And from this I would like for like for you to take 
to see these two players in this without Samson, there was no Delilah. And without Delilah, we would never know that how we can use what God has given us. And she had no idea that she would be a pawn in this. And she was only used by the enemy to take down one of God's mighty men. But in the end, God still got the glory because he came back. And how many of you know that we can always turn from our wicked ways and we can call on the Lord and he'll receive us back if we have a repentant spirit? There's something amazing about this story and how she was used and how Samson got caught up. But it never speaks any more about Delilah. You never hear any more about her. But in all of Samson's weaknesses and his lust, because that was his biggest, one of his greatest falls, was his lust. He was a whoremonger. We find him in Hebrews, and he's mentioned in the Hall of Fame. And I believe in my spirit and my sanctified spirit that we find him there, but we don't find Delilah there, but we find him there because he repented and he turned back to God and God was faithful and he had victory in death. And we see this woman, we see this woman, her strengths and her weaknesses. And I say to you, my sisters in Christ, don't allow yourself to become someone that would stoop that low to try to bring somebody down. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And the Lord came out with his vengeance. And even in death, Samson became a victim. But we don't hear any more about Delilah. She just vanishes. We don't even know if Delilah was there. And she was among those Philistines that were killed. She could have been, but the Bible doesn't tell us where she was. And just as she appeared, she disappeared. But it was purposeful for those few verses in time that they stood out to let us women know that we can be used with something that we have, that God has given us an emotion, whereas our beauty and we can use our beauty and our soft words for the wrong reasons. And don't let us be found like that, that we become a seductress as she was. Amen? Amen. 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 And I hope in this that we've seen a little glimpse of only a few passages that you find with this woman of Delilah but everything about the man that she took down. And some have even pondered through studying through this time and time again, over and over again, that some writers had even said that Delilah was married to uh, Samson, but it doesn't mm-hmm. say anywhere in Scripture where she was married to him. But he stayed in her chamber enough, so you don't know what was going on in that chamber. Amen. Amen. We have any questions? Is there anything, any input that we would like to have? You can unmute now, Tammy. I'll we turn thank it over. you. 
thank you, Evangelist. We thank you for being there. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful lesson. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask uh, Elder uh, Mariana and anybody else, yeah. and Angel, if you have something to say, please say it. Amen. 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 This is well, Tammy. The thing I that, it so much. Go ahead. Angel. Who's going first? Uh-huh. Go ahead, Angel. No, that wasn't me. That was um, you, Elder. Oh, that was me. It was Tammy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it so much. I always enjoy um, this Women in the Bible series because every single time you just enlighten me so much on what you thought you know. Like you think you know the person when you hear their name. But you just go so deep into it and in depth, and I have learned so much today. Thank you for your study, the time that you take to study, and the way you dig into mm-hmm. the word like that is really enlightening. I just, God bless you. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Yes. God bless you. You be encouraged. Yes, Evangelist Marlene. Oh, this was so awesome because, you know, we mm-hmm. may not say Delilah, but we certainly know that the enemy sets up the women for the seducing spirits today. Yes, and, yes. And that, that was so enlightening. It's such a, an eye-opener that <laughs> none of us are exempt from being used by a seducing spirit. We may not right. even realize it at the time. And it's it a real eye-opener. And also um, the fact that the repentance was there. And yes. when when... He repented. You know what? God is not an Indian giver. God is not an Indian giver. His gifting, his giftings and his anointing is without repentance. And look at God. God could have left Samson to himself and died a weakling, just like anybody Mm -hmm. else. But you know what? He returned. And that's the thing that blessed me is God returned back to him and gave him back his strength. and that to me, that is such a blessing. And the word that I've been uh, learning lately is called reset. R E S E T. Reset. Uh-huh. No, and yeah. no matter what is going on or what has gone on, Samson reset. Reset. Uh-huh. And he got his eyes back on the Lord and he got back his anointing. And so yes. I just, I thank you so much because I just believe that some of us have come through situations where we know that the Lord um, delivered us from seducing spirits. Yes. And so yes. I, just, I thank I thank you for such an awesome teaching and a real eye-opener. Amen, amen, amen. Anyone else? I enjoyed it. I thank you. I enjoyed it immensely. Um. Once again, we're speaking of the anointing again as we did the other night. And what price do you pay to be anointed? And how you brought it out with Samson, you know, um, even in the end, he still got the victory. Um, prevailed, you know, um, his strength was taken. He was deep. Um, how you gave a comparison about Jesus did it, you know, when Judas uh, took and betrayed him. Then we did it with the thief on the cross and how, you know, Delilah did it. And, you know, it, you just put it so plain, you know. And my heart just leaps with joy just knowing that the words have just come alive to us and how Elder and Tammy were saying that, you know, none of us are exempt. 
some shape, yes. form, or somehow or another, you know, we fall into that category, you know. Mm. And it just makes us aware or puts me more in tune to say, you know, if I'm doing it or if somebody's doing it to us, we got to be more aware to follow the signs and know, hey, when an enemy is creeping in, you know, we have to be aware and say, hey, we gotta, like, we got to back off, you know, become more mm-hmm. aware, become more in tune to, you know, what the seducing spirit is, you know. And it's not always a sexual type of thing, but we got to be aware, especially in the church. And I thank you for how you um, open it up to us today so eloquently as you always do. Thank you very yeah. much. Yes. Bless God. Bless God. Amen. We bless the Lord for today, evangelist. Such a beautiful. I wrote down because I'm always going to use our study books, but I wrote down some of the scriptures that you gave it, which is come back in the back of my study book. Can I get a new one? <laughs> I was I couldn't get. So wrote it on the back. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, the Mary get up early in the morning. <laughs> but we and we ask you something that you please keep us out. Amen. Amen. I'm breaking up on this side. That's what All happened. Right. Right. You broke up. Yeah. You wanted to close out in prayer. I'm just breaking up. Uh, I, can just... I was saying, you're going to get up early in the morning. Hmm? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. Okay. We wanted you to close out in prayer. And we want to give you an extra thank you because you're not a morning person. Me? Yeah, okay. I'm a morning person. (laughs) I have. have Oh, that's you. (laughs) I'm just Elder Manor. Maybe she hung up. I'm the one. I'm the one that's not an early morning person, but the Lord wakes me up when he wants me up. (laughs) He wants you up, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to you, not Elder. You evangelist. <laughs> All these women. Well, we All right. <laughs> today is today in Punxsutawney is Groundhog Day, and we were awakened at six o'clock with fireworks. Oh Lord! Well, I know he <laughs> said that we're going to have spring early, so that's good. Yeah, yeah that's what Dick was when he said that. Yes, we do. Thank you, Elder. And would you please close us out? And let me say, I love all of you ladies so much. Remember us in prayer. Remember Apostle. Remember our Mother uh, Smith. Amen. And all those that I didn't call that you know are sick. Remember them. And I just thank you. God be with you and I love you. Amen. You can close with that. Amen. Okay, thank you. It's my honor. Well, first of all, Father, I just I ask you to bless evangelist Marlene Jordan. Lord, she yes. put her time, she put her time and her thought into this, Lord, and, and Father, she shared from her heart, Father. And Lord, it's a message that we all certainly need to hear because oh, we know, Lord, Jesus. that we are definitely in the end times and we know, Lord, that 
the word of God sadly says that they went out from among us and gave heed unto seducing spirits. Lord, the yes. fact they went out from among us means that they were with us at one time. And Father, that's sad. That's sad that's that right. so many have fallen by seducing spirits. And so, Lord, we ask today, Father, that you will seal this word, Father. Seal this seed in our hearts, Lord. And even I ask the Holy Spirit to call it back unto our remembrance. Lord, if we should come into a situation that there will be a a caution sign and we will know we can't always judge by what it looks like and what it hears like, but we can judge by the inner knowing of the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we just ask blessings now upon each one. We lift up Apostle Walter. We ask you to continue, Father, to heal and to restore him back and to build up his immune system. And we pray for precious um, Robert and and his precious mother, Lord, and we ask for divine health to be given to them, Father. Lord, we ask that you would continue to strengthen us, Father, Lord, to make us healthy and and whole and strong, Lord, that we can carry the good news and and have an Mm. overcoming testimony. And, Father, we lift up Deacon uh, to you, Father, and we pray for him, Lord, Father, precious man and and word of God, and we ask you to bless him, Father God, to heal, to restore, and to strengthen him and encourage him, Father. Lord, we thank Amen. you now as we go as we go on our ways, Father. Anyone else that is ailing, Father, there's just so much sickness going around. Lord, we ask for yes, you to Lord. touch. We ask for you to touch, Father. We rebuke these viruses and the flu and colds and these respiratory <laughs> infections, Father God, that are taken down mm-hmm. so many of the elderly. We cry out to you today, God, have mercy. And we ask your healing touch upon each one, Father. We give you honor now. We give you thanks and we give you praise and bless our Apostle Mother Viva, Father. And now, Father, let us walk in your peace and your love and your joy today. My Lord. And it's because of, and it's because of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless each and every one of you. God bless you all. And thank yes. you guys so much. Thank you so, thank so you. much. Thank love you. Thank you, Evangelist. We love thank you. Too, thank you, ladies. Thank you. You too, ladies. Beautiful. Give your husbands our love for sharing it with us. Yes. Yes. Amen. Beautiful. God bless. Love you. Bye-bye. Love y'all. Love you. With Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.